we continue tonight in the rest of chapter 1. The book of Hebrews is about hanging in there in the Christian life. Uh, So while we work out how to hang in there, let me pray for us. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Saviour Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. Isn't it hard to know um, who you can trust when it comes to COVID vaccines? Um, am I meant to get the AstraZeneca vaccine or not? I'm under 40, uh, so the, I mean the Pfizer isn't available to me yet. Steve's over 40, so he got one on Wednesday. Yeah. Do you recommend it, Steve? Yeah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> Should, so uh, I'm under 40. Hands up if you're under 40. Here we go, most of us. Uh, Should we get the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine or not? Should we listen to the expert panel, ATAGI, which uh, Pippa's going to give you the logo for that? Should we listen to them? They say that um, young people should wait for the Pfizer vaccine. We should wait. Should we listen to them? Should we listen to ScoMo, who uh, encouraged me to talk with my GP about the AstraZeneca vaccine? Maybe I should listen to ScoMo. Maybe I should listen to the Australian Medical Association, who said young people should wait for the Pfizer vaccine. Maybe I should listen to former Deputy Chief Health Officer, Dr Nick Nick Coatsworth. Recognise him, he's the guy off the ads. Maybe I should listen to him, who uh, supports young people getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. Maybe I should listen to Queensland Chief Health Officer, Jeanette Young, who said, quote, no, I do not want under 40s to get AstraZeneca. Who do you listen to? Maybe you should listen to one of the med students here. I don't know what you do. <laughs> Who do you listen to? I have no idea how vaccines work. Harry told me three weeks ago over there, he explained very well how vaccines work. But I have no idea how vaccines work. <laughs> My wife is a GP. She's told me three times how vaccines work. But I have no idea how vaccines work. And I was paying careful attention. I was paying careful attention, like I do every time I listen to someone. <laughs> but. Really, I think that most of us perhaps are a bit more like a boat drifting on the tides of this COVID pandemic at the moment, aren't we? We're not really engaged. There's not much we can do anyway. Some of us are just passive observers. Some of us are fed up, but we've, we've given up and we're not paying any attention at all anymore. How many cases were there in Sydney today? Oh, I don't know. I'm not paying any attention. We just drift because there are too many competing voices and uh, we get drowned by them We don't know who to pay attention to, and we drift. This is the question posed to us in the book of Hebrews tonight. The question is, are you paying attention to what you have heard? Are you paying attention to what you have heard? Like our mixed messages about vaccines, the first hearers of the book of Hebrews, um, they were getting mixed messages about Jesus. We too hear mixed messages about Jesus, I think. The first hearers of Hebrews... They were followers of Jesus, but they were being told, forget Jesus, listen to the Old Testament instead. Forget Jesus, just listen to the Old Testament. That's what they were being told. Um, And uh, it's likely that they were Christians converted from Judaism, and they're falling back into their old patterns, their old beliefs. 
It's hard to know why, but we'll try and notice as we read our way through Hebrews some of the reasons why they might be tempted to fall back into their old patterns of life. They were being told to forget Jesus and listen to the Old Testament instead. And uh, these mixed messages made it very hard for them to hang in there with Jesus. They're in danger of being cut adrift. How often are we told today to forget Jesus? Do not listen to him. Don't listen to Jesus, he is homophobic. Don't listen to Jesus, he is a Bronze Age ignoramus. Don't listen to Jesus, he probably never existed anyway. Instead, uh, we're told to listen to... Well, who are we told to listen to? Who are you told to listen to? Scientists? Is it the scientists you're told to listen to? Ourselves. Yeah. yeah, it's not the scientists, is it? It's ourselves. It's not the politicians, definitely not. It's ourselves. We're told, listen to your heart and... What desires do you want? Follow your own desires and wants. Be true to yourself. You're not to Jesus. Be true to yourself. That's what we are told today. Uh, Who is the supreme authority in my life? It's me. Who should I listen to? It's me. Who should you listen to? It's you. In Western culture, we don't do so well at listening to authorities, do we? Because um, we ourselves are our own authorities. You just have to read any comment thread under any article about COVID and vaccines to find out how many people don't listen to the authorities but think that they know themselves what to do. Everyone thinks they know better than the AMA or SCOMO or Daniel Andrews or Gladys Berejiklian. and everyone thinks they know better. It's no wonder that we feel so adrift. Do you think your own opinion makes for a good anchor in the sea of COVID misinformation? No wonder we are so adrift. We don't know who to pay attention to. It's hard to hang in there as a Christian with so many mixed messages hitting our ears, hitting hitting our hearts. And so God in the scriptures is telling us tonight why we should listen to Jesus. This is why we should listen to Jesus. We've already seen um, in the introduction, in the first couple of verses, that God has spoken by his son. Now we are told another reason to hang in there, and that is that the son by whom God speaks is better. The son is better. Specifically, uh, what, what God spoke by the son is better than what God spoke before the son. Yeah, what God spoke by the son is better than what God spoke before the son. This is the contrast between Jesus and the Old Testament law. Not that Jesus replaces the law. No, Jesus is better than the law. And the reason is that what God spoke by the son is better than what God spoke before the son. And uh, this is where the angels come in. Did you notice the angels? As we read through, they're everywhere in this passage, aren't they? Um, This chapter is essentially a big, long argument that says Jesus is better than angels. Is that a question you've ever wondered? No? Jesus is better than angels. Uh, Steve told me today, Jesus is better than angels like Pfizer is better than AstraZeneca. What do you think of when you think of angels? Do you think... uh, Here's a couple of pictures... Uh, that Pippa's going to stick up from. Uh, do you think of uh, these beautiful winged creatures carrying the Virgin Mary on a garden seat in the sky? Is that what you think of when you think of angels? Remember that angels are messengers. The word angel means messenger. So it's their job to speak. And uh, so in uh, uh, Renaissance art, there's this famous painting of an angel speaking. And the angel still has wings and it still looks very much like a 14th century Italian man. But 
the angels speak. And so they give them speech bubbles. Here you go, here's another picture. Can you see the, the speech? In Latin, the angel is speaking. Here's another one. Angels speak. These angels speak Latin. <laughs> angels speak. Uh, angels spoke. And so, and so, in the ancient world, there's this strong understanding that um, the, the Old Testament law was given through angels. The angels are the ones that speak. The Old Testament law is given through angels. Uh, it's in Galatians 3, it's in Acts 7, and uh, here in Hebrews 1 and 2. This understanding that the law was given through angels. So the angels and the law, they come together. That's important. The angels and the Old Testament law come together in Hebrews chapter 1. So here's the challenge to us. Are you going to listen to angels or are you going to listen to Jesus? Are you going to listen to the Old Testament only or are you going to listen to Jesus? If you're drifting, listen to Jesus. Who are you paying attention to? So there, uh, in your subject outline, you've got a couple of headings here. And we'll take them one by one. We're up to the Son of God. The Son of God. Here's the first reason that Jesus is better than the angels. His name is better. He has a better name. Uh, chapter 1, verse 4. So he, Jesus, the Son, became superior to the angels, just as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs. Jesus is superior to the angels because his name is better than their name. And his name is Son, that's his name, and the Son is worth listening to more than his messengers. Uh, so let me quickly answer a question that I didn't answer last week in question time. Uh, the question was, um, what does it mean for Jesus to become better than the angels? Was not Jesus always better than angels? Uh, yes, he was. So how can he become something that he already is. Well, uh, rather than just giving you a, a quick answer, I'm going to give you a tool that you can use to read the Bible when it comes to Jesus. Here's a tool for you. Are you ready? Uh, the tool is this. Sometimes the scriptures speak of who Christ is and sometimes the scriptures speak of what Christ does. Who Christ is and what Christ does. Sometimes the scriptures speak of who Christ is co-eternal with the Father and the Spirit, forever living and reigning over all things. And sometimes the scriptures speak of what Christ does. He became human, he suffered, he died. Those two things don't go together so easily, do they? Who is Christ, forever living? What Christ does, dying. Who Christ is, eternal. What Christ does, was born. Who Christ is, always superior to the angels, what Christ does, become lower than the angels for a short time, that's Hebrews chapter 2, that's next week, so that he might become superior to the angels. Who Christ is and what Christ does. So he became superior to the angels because in becoming a human, he lowered himself below the angels so that he might suffer death on our behalf, be raised from the dead and be seated at God's right hand above the angels who Christ is and what Christ does. You've got it? That tool is really helpful when you read through the book of Hebrews because there's lots about Jesus, who he is and what he does. And it's helpful whenever you read the Bible and you come across Jesus, who Christ is and what Christ does. Okay, so Jesus is superior to the angels because his name is better than theirs. They are messengers, but he is a son. And we get some evidence from the Old Testament to back up this claim. 
there's a lot of quoting from the Old Testament, isn't there? Some of the Psalms that we've already read tonight, they get quoted. And the first quote comes from Psalm chapter two, no, Psalm 2 that we read together. God the Father calls the Son the Son, but he doesn't call the angels the Son. Here's the evidence, chapter 1, verse 5. To which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. Yeah, to which of the angels did God ever say that? None of them, that's the point, none of them. But he says it to the son. The writer of Hebrews is using the Old Testament to back up his claim that Jesus is better than just the Old Testament. It's clever. The angels are great, but they're not family. Um, God the Father is the son's father. That's a special relationship. That's a special relationship that the angels do not share with the father. A, few, a, a while ago, my, my daughter Georgie learnt that my name is Mark. And uh, she started calling me Mark. I told her that uh, she can call me that if she wants. Everyone calls me that. But there are only two people in the world, her and her brother, who get to call me dad. So I said, you can call me that if you want to. That's a bit special. So she calls me dad. Unless I'm not paying attention to her, in which case it's dad, dad, Mark. <laughs> yes, what is it? The son is superior to the angels because he is the one who shares this close relationship with the father, not the angels. So pay attention to him rather than just the angels. Pay attention to him rather than just your own desires. He is the one you should pay attention to. He is the son. Secondly, the son worshipped. He is better than the angels because the angels worship him. The angels worship him. You only worship someone better than you, don't you? Uh, we worship Olympic gold medalists. Here's one. Uh, Anna Mears, she is better at cycling than me, so we worship Olympic gold medalists. When people in the scriptures encounter angels, the people try to worship the angels. So uh, here's what um, John says at the end of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19. He meets an angel and he says, Then I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. You worship someone better than you. And people worship angels, or would try to. But the angels, they worship the Son. Look at chapter 1, verse 6. More evidence from the Old Testament. Again, when he, the Father, brings his firstborn, the Son, into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And about the angels, he says, uh, he makes his angels winds and his servants a fiery flame. Their servants not, not to be worshipped. The writer of Hebrews is saying to his first hearers, you're impressed by angels, are you? They're minor league. Uh, they worship Jesus. Jesus is major league. You know, even those you might be tempted to worship the angels, they worship Jesus. So are you tempted to worship or to, to put on a pedestal to prioritise your own desires, your own wants? Yeah, what are they compared to Jesus? Don't worship angels. Don't worship yourself. Worship Jesus. He is the one worthy of paying attention to. He is the son. He is worshipped by angels. Next, the son enthroned. He is better than the angels because he rules on the throne of God. In fact, this is really important. Listen to this. He doesn't just rule on God's throne. He is God. 
He is God. This is a big claim. Here the Father addressed the Son, chapter 1, verse 8. To the Son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of justice. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. This is why God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy beyond your companions. The writer of Hebrews um, uh, finds the Old Testament calling Jesus God. Only God sits on God's throne and the Son sits on God's throne. The Son is God. That's why Christians confess one God in three persons. We say that in the Creed. God the Father, God the Son and God the Spirit are the one God. God the Son rules all things because he created all things, including the angels, including you, including your desires and your wants. Chapter 1, verse 10. And, here's another quote, In the beginning, Lord, you established the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. He's talking about the sun. The sun is Lord. The works of your hands, verse 11, they will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak and they will be changed like clothing. But you are the same and your years will never end. Do you want to listen to angels or to God himself? To messengers only or to the one who rules the universe? Do you want to listen to your own finite and fickle desires or to the unchanging Lord of all? This is not a a ruler that you want to cross. Because look at what the father says to the son in verse 13. To which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? All his enemies are under his feet as his footstool. Did you ever use a sibling as a footstool growing up? That's a power move, isn't it? It's a power move. Here is Tutankhamun's footstool picture of it at least Uh, it's uh, pictures of his enemies Tutankhamun literally put his enemies or representations of them under his feet total power total control this is the sun but the angels verse 14 are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who were going to inherit salvation They serve. The sun rules, the angels serve. Case closed. Pay attention to the sun, not just to the angels. Pay attention to Jesus, not just to the Old Testament. The sun is superior to the angels. Uh, He has the close family relationship to the father. He is the one the angels worship. He is the ruler the angels serve. Therefore, this is our last point, he is the one to whom you must pay attention. Because he, in him is a great salvation. A great salvation. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. What happens when you stop paying attention? You drift away. You might be like this boat. This boat on the screen. That's a lovely boat, isn't it? Uh, That's the boat that uh, Lucy and I spent three days on in Indonesia several years ago. Lucy's parents lived in Indonesia. They took us over on a holiday there. And we spent three days on this boat. One evening, um, we were watching 
hundreds of bats fly over the evening sky. We put down anchor about 100 metres from uh, the mangroves of the small island. We went to bed. And we woke up 10 metres from the mangroves of the small island. While we were asleep, we had drifted <laughs> much too close to some sharp mangroves. Uh, our anchor had slipped. Uh, do you feel like my Indonesian boat sometimes? <laughs> Without an anchor firmly in place, drifting on the waves, sometimes slowly, sometimes fast, towards the mangroves. Uh, when your anchor has slipped and you feel like you're drifting, it is hard to hang in there, isn't it? It's hard to hang in there. Do you feel like my Indonesian boat? Maybe the mixed messages of our world have dislodged your anchor and you're not sure if Jesus is trustworthy. We've seen tonight that he has created all things, that he rules all things, that he is to be worshipped by all things. Friends, this Jesus is trustworthy. Maybe the desires of your heart have dislodged your anchor and you're drifting from one experience to the next, hoping that you'll stumble across fulfilment somewhere. Friends, I think you'll find fulfilment in the one who fills all things, in the Lord Jesus. Maybe you feel adrift, but actually you're okay with it. Kind of happy to cruise through life doing what you want, sometimes listening to Jesus. If that's you, friends, then hear this warning from the writer of the Hebrews, because he says that disobedience has consequences. This is chapter 2, verse 2. Chapter 2, verse 2, pay attention Verse 2, for if the message spoken through angels, the Old Testament law, was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Under the Old Testament law, disobedience had uh, consequences. How much more could there be consequences for disobedience under the new and better deal with Jesus? Do you remember the Ever Given, this big sh cruise ship that blocked the Suez Canal? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was adrift. Uh, it drifted and it blocked one of the world's busiest trade routes. Uh, it drifted and the crew potentially faced criminal charges. They got it out after six days, but only after they had worked out a huge compensation payment to the Egyptian government. Drifting away has consequences. And if we don't believe that, if we don't believe that there are actually consequences for drifting away from Jesus, it's probably because we haven't grasped, grasped who this chapter says that Jesus is. Do you realise that the claim here is that Jesus is the creator and the Lord and the ruler of all things, of all things? So he is someone to pay attention to. He is someone you don't want to ignore. So how do you not drift in the Christian life? How do you hang in there? You pay careful attention to what you have heard. Because if you don't pay attention to what you have heard about COVID vaccines, you won't know which one to get when you're eligible, what the benefits are, what the risks are. Pay attention to what you have heard. If you don't pay attention to what you have heard in the scriptures about Jesus, you won't know why and you won't know how to hang in there as a Christian. But, but by listening to the scriptures rather than the mixed messages of the world around us, rather than the desires of your own heart. By listening to God speak by his son, 
you will know why you should hang in there as a Christian. It's because what you've heard in the scriptures is the gospel. You've heard the good news that you've heard the good news of the death, the resurrection, and the rule of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pay attention to Jesus because he rules all things and pours out his grace upon you. Have you been paying attention to Jesus in the scriptures this week? If you feel like you're at if you feel like you are adrift, pay attention and hear the gospel. Friends, hear them. Hear the scriptures, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them that you may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which has been given to us in our Saviour Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. All praise and all worship be to him. Amen. Amen. Let's leave it there, friends. We've got um, uh, a, a chance to ask some questions. You can do that in two ways. You can either follow this QR code with your phone. You know how QR codes work by now, surely. And uh, you can uh, fill out that form, um, uh, ask a question there, and I'll get back to you during the week. You can also fill that out if you have a change of details over the break, if you've moved, if you have a different address or anything and you want to let us know. Uh, you can do that. Um, it's also a chance if you'd like to uh, uh, contribute financially to the ministry on campus here. There'll be a, a link to help you do that. Uh, but if you don't want to ask a question via text, you just want to ask it now, here's your chance. Stick your hand up and I'll have a go at answering. Kate? Hmm. Verse 14 implies angels are still around and active. Are they? It's a good question. I can't see why not. Um, the scriptures lead me to believe that, yes, angels are real. Uh, they lead me to believe that angels are some sort of um, spiritual being rather than a purely physical being like us. I don't know where they live, but in the heavens is how it is described. Uh, so I don't see any reason why, why angels might not be active like we see them, for example, at the beginning of the Gospels. An angel comes to Mary, that was what was depicted in, those, in that artwork. Um, I don't see why an angel cannot do that. An angel is just a messenger. Um, I don't see why an angel can't do that. But I also don't see why an angel needs to because God has spoken it by his son in the scriptures. What might you need an angel to tell you? I'm not sure. Uh, what angels uh, say to uh, Daniel, to uh, Mary, to Joseph, are, are big, <laughs> uh, significant revelations from God about how God is working in the world. And I think God still gives us significant revelations about how he is working in the world uh, here in the scriptures as he speaks by his son. I think that's probably what I would expect an angel to do, not bother, because it's all been said. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. Angels don't do things. What does it say? Um, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? Uh, some people might take that to mean we all have our own angel looking after us. Uh, I, I don't think you need to read it that way. I don't think you need to read it as though 
angels are sent out to serve every single person who follows Jesus. Uh, it's just those who are going to inherit salvation. Uh, um, the New Testament is not particularly descriptive of angels at work in our world today, so um, I think we've kind of reached the limits of our own understanding of angels at that point. Uh, but uh, gee, fun for medieval theologians to speculate about angels, wasn't it? They wrote lots of stuff that you probably don't need to read. Uh, it's a good question, because uh, we don't really think much about angels, do we? I don't know, anyone seen an angel? No, no one here. I haven't. There you go. <laughs> uh, any other questions? There's one, Matt. In verse 2, we're talking about every violation of disobedience to Caesar's just punishment from the finding message of the angels that have been Is that referring to a area where the binding message of the angels kind of punishment? Or is that I have verse 2 if the message spoken through angels was legally binding and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment which we assume it did uh, are you asking what is that legal bind I think that the angels uh, are understood in the ancient world to have spoken the Old Testament law so I think this is referring to the Old Testament law Uh, uh, the Old Testament law was legally binding on God's people. If they transgressed it, there was a punishment. Yeah. I think that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sarah? Um, in verse 4, chapter 2, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Mm. What do you think of that? What? With chapter 2, verse 4, yeah. uh, God testified to this salvation in Jesus by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. Um, uh, There are two ways to answer this. The first way is, you are at MYC, so MYC talk two. You'll find my answer in in that. Um, What is the deal with these distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will? Uh, I think he's talking about what we find in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, he's written some uh, pretty remarkable stories of the Spirit being poured out and allowing people to do things that they wouldn't normally be able to do, such as heal. Uh, And the point of that healing and those miraculous things are, uh, verse 3, the confirmation of the salvation that we find in Jesus. So miracles, cool, that's great. They confirm the salvation in Jesus. I think that's what it's talking about. Uh, maybe we'll go one more question. Uh, going once, going twice. Okay, no more questions. If you do have any more questions, please come and grab me afterwards. Uh, or follow this QR code and uh, you can write it down at any point during the week. And you, actually, maybe not, I won't find it. Uh, write it down by Tuesday morning and I'll find it. Uh, uh, we've uh, heard lots from the Old Testament about the Son who rules and reigns over all things. Uh, we're going to respond to that in song now.